Richard, hello, my friend. Hello. How are you? Mm-hmm. So what do you want to talk about? You you have a topic in mind? I do have a topic in mind. Um, a, a dear friend of mine is opening a restaurant. Okay. Okay. And they Why want to Why would get... anyone do that? That's a, that's a terrible thing to do. It sounds horrible. It's restaurants sweaty. Are, can be delicious and fun. And okay. yeah, okay. I mean, you're right. The romance of the restaurant, especially in New York city is a rough thing. It and, is hard work. Yes. Okay. And they're laboring over every decision before they open. Oof. Yeah. And they want to yeah. get it right. They want to yeah. get everything right. Oh, I, I know that feeling. That's a terrible there, feeling. It's a terrible feeling. And and the truth is, and this is hard for people to hear, um, there's a few things to share. And I think we can share them in a very punchy way right here in this advisor prodca- podcast. A, nobody cares about most of the decisions you're making. God, they don't. And, they and really honestly, don't. an enormous number. No. So like, let's. I, I let's, should give more, more color here. Like yeah. it's a piece it's one of the like appliances that will go into the commercial kitchen and so the, so a yeah. no one will see it like it's not it's not like <laughs> no what one color. will see it no no but it's not what a good something to labor over what what are you going to name the restaurant it's like naming a kid right you're going to be yelling it down the stairs a whole lot that's kind of important that should be um, that should but the, here's the thing paul the person has put i think two to 300 hours of thought into the purchase. <laughs> this is normal. Right. Look, you know my hobby. My hobby is synthesizers, right? I, I'm learning to play piano and mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. learning about and reading. And boy, have I obsessed over purchases that are in the hundreds of dollars. And then I sort of like think like, oh my God, you know, is it, is it going to lose value? Is it going to gain yeah. value? And what happens is then you get the object in your house. Yeah. And then you realize that your fantasy of how it was going to work and what it was going to be really has no bearing. It's a tool and you have to figure out yep. where the tool fits and you got to learn it. But yep. there was no way to learn it without buying it. And it, it's yes. a horrible thing about these spaces that we do our work in, right? There's this fantasy that you can research and understand things and get the knowledge just right and then make mm-hmm. the perfect decision. But the reality is there is no perfect decision. There isn't what any. You f- what you find is uh, there are incredible musicians who are like, I play exactly this Fender guitar and I will only play that Fender guitar in the studio, but I will not take it on tour. And and you'll be like, hey, well, what do you do? For, what's your effects ring? And they're like, I don't care. I don't care. Right? They don't and care. I think, and I think that's, that's, you know, I think someone that's trying something, taking a risk around anything, whether it be putting out a book or starting a business or launching a product, right? Um, they want to get it right. And it's hard to uh, embrace the idea that you have so little control over how the world's going to react to anything, almost always. Well, and then frankly, you're gonna, this person is going to need to learn that device. They're going to need to learn the, the kitchen. And then, and then and only then can they truly decide they may, they may have the got right. it wrong. Yeah. I mean, here, here's, I think, the best way I, uh, you could say to, hey, don't worry about it. Just make a call. And they look at you and they want to, ha- they just, just hatred is pouring out of their eyes towards you, right? And really the best way to put it is this. Two years from now, 
you will not look back on the failure of your business and realize that it was because you bought the wrong stove. No, it won't right. be that. It will be something else, right? It will not be that decision. And that's not to trivialize the decision. The point is this. The, the good news here is that when something does make it out into the world, unlike a video game on a CD for PlayStation 1, which could be a disaster. If you, there's a bug in that game, you're going to have to ship out new CDs to everybody. You can, well, unlike that, where things are fixed and quote unquote in the can, you could change stuff. You can actually change things. You can fix things. You can apologize. You can tell people we learned. Here's the good news. Also, sometimes the things you thought weren't going to be the, the reason people fell in love with whatever you're entree was surprise you and you get these happy surprises too because you you can't predict everything this is okay so there you know what's funny you know the musician lizzo i i know of that person okay you don't know uh, i've never heard the music anyway regardless uh lizzo put out an album and it had some kind of slur in it and i think this it was like something that was offensive to people um uh, it might, she might use the word spaz, like which is offensive to people with epilepsy. Mm, mm, mm. And so the, the community online did its thing, right? And they were mm -hmm. like, oh my God, you know, you, you, you may not know this, but this actually really hurts. This is a way that we disparage people with epilepsy. And it's just, it's, it's actually, it's not cool. And she went, oh, okay. And then she removed it from the song and uploaded a new version to the streaming service. Whoa. Right. And it was just like, is the greatest end run. She's like, oh, you yeah. know what? I'm, and she's she's like, I'm a, of course I get this. That's yeah. I would I can see why. No, no, upset. it's 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 smart and and also what a lot of people do is they get defensive and they're convinced that she the rest did, of the world is wrong. She didn't uh, dig in. She's like, oh, well, yeah, of course I can screw <laughs> up too. Okay. Customer is always right. There was a London-based department store called Selfridges. That's famous, famous store. Famous store. And Harry Gordon Selfridge coined the phrase, the customer's always right. Um, it is about you not necessarily being wrong. Uh, it is about you uh, kind of embracing the unknown and the uncertainty of just the randomness of a billion personalities possibly coming across whatever it is you put out in the world, whether it's an appetizer or a feature of a product. <laughs> well, look, okay, here, here's the actual lesson here, right? And this goes back to my theme. My big thing, theme is resilience, which is what you do is you obsess over a series of decisions. You're like, if I make the wrong decision, I will uh, essentially, I think there's a real risk of humiliation. That's what people are worried about. They're not worried about the the thousand dollars that they're going to pay for one thing over the other industrial equipment or whatever. They're worried yeah. that they're worried that they're going to be an idiot. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the right. big concern. Okay. So when you're doing something new, you're embarrassed and it is a natural state and you're assuming. So I, here's how I can help. Here's what I can advise. Humiliation is part of the deal. You learn to deal with it. All you want is flexibility. Okay, so the big risk to me when you describe someone buying something for the kitchen is it's heavy. Like 
It's not that it's expensive or that it's wrong. Mm, it's that mm. it actually takes time and resources to move yep. it. The cost to, of change. The cost of change for that equipment is high. So, so rank things, rank decisions, not by if they're going to be right or not, but by the cost of change. And we do that at work all the time. We do that all when we're building time. this product. It's we a great have piece built of advice. We have built this. Not product. as good as customers always write, Paul. But the customer is not the customer is often incredibly wrong. I don't like I don't buy customers always, right? Customers I don't think that's what he meant. I don't he, think he meant the customers what always. What do you right. mean? What do you mean? I think he meant you have to make sure you make the f- customer feel like they're always right, even though when they're wrong like 70% of the time. That's there is okay, so that's it, true. It is about uh patronage, right? Like that's yes. what he was talking about. He 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 probably hated all his customers. Just throw that out there. He's probably a cynical, like conniving marketer in the early 1900s around why Selfridge was going to make you a better person. <laughs> no, this is true. When somebody walks in the door, they need to feel that they belong there. And, special. And special and that their needs are more important than your needs in that moment. And Absolutely. That you, you are there to bring them a moment of success. And that is that is real. Okay. So that is Yes. Our software has to do that. If it doesn't do that, the people won't use it. Um, but yes. yeah, so that's all right. We'll keep this one short. We're busy boys. Everybody's busy out there in the world. But yeah, I have I a think, related thought there. Uh, go. Uh, uh, and I think it goes beyond this podcast and co- can go into another one. Um, you know, because we don't know what's going to work and what isn't. Betting on maximum, I call it putting a, putting a chip on every number at the roulette table. Maximum uh, chaos. Chaos yeah, this is, is, a, is your friend here. And it's a strange thing to say, who the hell plans towards chaos? That's because you want to see maximum potential opportunities get put in front of you. And that's a hard thing to embrace. Uh, we learned it through running an agency, which is just, it demands chaos. I'm going to get real with you for a minute, though. It's very hard. This, It was hard to work with you because you can handle that level of optionality and confusion. No, here's why. I, I was thinking about this. You're, this I'm is going to be I, spun into a compliment by the time you're done. Maybe. I'm not. No, because I'm there with you now. Now I embrace the same level. I had too much empathy when we started the agency. Like, like objectively, I think even people who... Mm thought I was a horrible boss would have said mm. that about me. Like I, I cared too much about mm. what people thought of me. I cared too mm. much about how they were doing in their lives. Mm. Maximum optionality is very tricky because it's really hard as a leader to deliver stability into the organization mm. when you are pursuing five or six yeah. oppositional paths. An oppositional yeah. path might be like, we're going to be a consumer product or an enterprise product. We're going to yeah. be a restaurant that's really high end, but we don't want to alienate the lunch crowd either. Right? Yeah. Like it's, yeah, you're yeah, constantly yeah. in the, those conflicts. You lean into them. You're like, let's see how long we can go before we make a decision. Yeah. Now what yeah. I've learned is that what, what, what that feels like is it has an immense, it feels like it has an immense human consequence. The reality is it doesn't because growth fixes everything. So as long as you're aligned towards growth, you can take care of people. Yeah. Like as long as they're, because people need salaries more, you know, that's the number one thing, right? So you're keeping optionality open to bring in revenue so that we can take care of the team and grow the organization. But in Absolutely. the moment, it feels like I, someone will be like, 
what am what am I doing over the next two months? I need to figure out my future. And you and and what I I remember looking them in the eyes and being like, I, I can't tell you. I don't know. And now I yeah. know the answer is just keep doing what you're doing. You're doing yeah. great. It's a little chaotic right now, but we're going to get there, right? Like now that's okay, and I don't. I feel yeah. good about it. I feel okay me, saying it. This feels like I, I feel like we just we took a leap that I, I don't know if a lot of people are going to connect to. And let me try to bring it together with what, right, how good, this podcast good, good. started. Right? Um, when you launch, you lose control. You lo- when you open that restaurant, when you release the software, you lose control. And when you lose control, it is a very precarious feeling. And so when I say maximum chaos, what I mean is, hey, listen, if I'm going to lose control, let me at least spin up a thousand fractals so I can take control of one of them. I I, I don't know if that made sense. Essentially, what I'm saying is fan out. Fan out and let's see what happens. And then every so often you'll be like, oh, look at that. That There's a bright light coming from north, northwest. Go that way. And that is how you regain control. It's, a, it's an insane approach to business. I don't think anyone's put this in a book. Like, no, go this, nuts. It's, it's a horrible thing to articulate because what you're saying is what you need to do is accept unbelievable amounts of ambiguity. But that's what we've said over and over again, which is that if you're in a startup, yeah. Your job is to figure out what business you're in. It's not, yes. you know, most people want to want to be in a business and be told what the rules of that business are. We don't know what business we're in. I've spent the last 10 years not really sure what business I'm in. And that <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. That's when okay. I was a writer, I yeah. didn't know what business I was in. Um, I, can point, right. I can point to other businesses and say, I know exactly how what they are. So I think that it is coming back to that, right? Like, why can't this... I'll tell you when you can decide around the big piece of kitchen equipment, okay? Mm. It's when you're opening the second restaurant, that decision takes about five minutes. You know, I really, I love I love that oven. I love that dishwashing equipment. Yeah. I'm gonna buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know it'll yeah. work fine in the other location. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because you know what business you're in. Right now, you don't. Yeah. Um, we this was rapid fire, but I think there's some real jewels in there. We recommend oh, jewels, that everyone listen. Rubies, rubies scattered everywhere. I recommend everyone listen to this podcast twice. Oh, that's great! I, that's, I'm going to listen to it twice. All right, <laughs> friends. Well, we're sponsored by a board. You know that you can go sign up. Your friends can sign up. It's open. Uh, you can send us an email at hello at ziadiford.com. Yeah. Check us out on Twitter at Ziadi Ford. Uh, it's also called X, uh, the, the, the website, um, you know, and all the other stuff. You know all this stuff. Let's get back to work, Rich. Have a lovely week. Bye.